I was a kid growing up in Jersey, uh, anybody who was a hoot or really funny or something, uh, we'd call them a riot. Ladies and gents, uh, this guy's a riot in more ways than one. Bob Dylan. Some say there was acid on the microphone. Some say a combination that turned their hearts to stone. But whatever it was, it drove them to their knees. Oh, Legionnaire's disease. This is Pod Dylan, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan one song at a time. Proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Freewheeling Rob Kelly. And joining me once again is, uh, I don't know if you're a five-timer yet, Ryan, but you're getting close, Ryan Daly. Oh, thank you very much. If I'm not, I, I need to step up my game and get there. But I- uh yeah, I, I was actually washing my hands for the 20 seconds during that intro while you were doing <laughs> That's good. Good. It's a very smart idea, everybody, because, of course, yeah, uh, we're here to talk about this incredibly obscure song in the Bob Dylan canon, Legionnaire's Disease. Uh, obviously, everyone is talking about the coronavirus. It is a literal pandemic reaching all over the world. And the reason I wanted to talk about this song is because it's, it's, it's a contention that I have about Bob Dylan is that the man has written so many songs that I uh, like to tell people that he has a song for literally every occasion. There's just, there's no situation that, uh, that Bob Dylan is not, uh, does not have a song or at very least a lyric about. And I feel uh, I'm making my case right here is that he has a song again, a very obscure one, about a disease that spread in 1978 called Legionnaire's disease. So, Ryan, I mean, do you have any familiarity with what Legionnaire's disease is or was? I I had heard of it, and I I knew that it was a form of pneumonia, basically, um, probably just from like watching medical ER scrubs, like shows like that. I knew of what Legionnaire's disease was. I knew that it was a kind of pneumonia. Um, and, and then I looked up that it was caused by this bacterium called Legionella um, uh, or Legionellos, Legionellosis, something like that. Something um, like that. Um, I didn't know many of the facts about the disease until relatively recently. Actually, when you asked me, I actually, I looked it up because of this song. I was like, uh, the song is a little bit too on point. It, there's got to be something else about Legionnaire's disease, like in popular culture, right? But I'm not sure. No, not really. I, it, it's kind of amazing. I mean, this the first outbreak of Legionnaire's disease was in Philadelphia at the American Legion Convention. That's how it got, to, got, mm-hmm. it, got its name. Uh, the outbreak was on July 21st, 1976. There were, in a very short period of time, there were 182 cases confirmed with 29 Deaths And the reason, even though they had pretty much found a vaccine not too long after 19, some, but sometime around 1978, they found a, a, a vaccine for it. Uh, Legionnaire's disease is still around. There are cases that pop up here and there. But because I lived in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area, Legionnaire's disease was just in the popular culture much more in my area than it probably was in the rest of the country and certainly the rest of the world. It was just something I had heard of. From a very young age of Legionnaires disease, oh, you don't want to get Legionnaires disease. It's awful. And as as Ryan said, yeah, it was it was caused by bacteria that grew in the cooling tower of the hotel's air conditioning system, which quickly spread it throughout the building. The hotel was the Bellevue Stratford Hotel. It closed a year after the uh, the disease broke out. Of course, that's going to happen to you if a fatal disease breaks out in your hotel. 
but for some reason, in 1978, Bob Dylan felt inspired to write a song about it. Uh, I quoted the uh, <laughs> I quoted the initial lyrics. Uh, the song is only has three verses. He goes on and says, "I wish I had a dollar for everyone that died within that year. Got him hot by the collar. Plenty an old maid shed a tear. Now within my heart, it sure put on a squeeze. Oh, that Legionnaire's disease." Granddad fought in a Revolutionary War, father in the War of 1812. Uncle fought in Vietnam, and then he fought a war all by himself. But whatever it was, it came out of the trees. Oh, that Legionnaire's disease. And this song uh, was never performed live. And in fact, it basically was never performed at all, except at a sound check in Detroit, Michigan, on October 13, 1978. And for many years... No one thought that there was even a recording of Bob doing the song. According to uh, one of the more renowned Dylan authors, Clinton Halen, he says that there is a version uh, that exists and it just has not managed to pass into collector's hands. And in fact, the only version uh, – well, not the only version, but the most famous one is by a singer-guitarist named Billy Cross who covered the song in 1980 with his band, the Delta Cross Band. Billy Cross was Bob Dylan's guitarist. In 1978, and he claims to have a recording of Bob doing this song, which is presumably where he got the lyrics from, because how else would he even known the lyrics and remember them right. from 1978? Right. So I guess Billy Cross has got this very, uh, very, you know, secretive recording of his boss doing this song. <laughs> um, so, again, the only version we have is the Billy Cross one. What did you think of it as a song? Musically, melodically, I really, really liked it. I think it's a, a really catchy hook. It's a good song. Like it's, it's got that sort of rock organ sound. That it sounds like like a of, Rolling Stone. Exactly. That was the song that I had in my notes. I was like, it sounds like like a Rolling Stone or, or something like that because of that organ sound and everything. Um, vocally, kind of harmonically, it's sort of, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the John Lennon song "Watching the Wheels." Um, which I, I kind of know because it was on the soundtrack to Wonder Boys, which also featured several Bob Dylan songs. <laughs> um, but Billy Cross, I am assuming it was Billy Cross who was the the vocalist, the singer on this yeah. on this. Um, his voice kind of reminds me a little bit of Warren Zevon and a little bit of Levon Helm from the band. Um, like a, particularly like when he was like singing um, "The Weight" from uh, uh, "The Last Waltz" or something like that. Uh, so I just kind of heard some similarities there. So I think like. It's got a really good hook, a really good sound, but it's a weird song. It's a weird song. <laughs> it's like if if you just changed the chorus part, which is just the old legionnaire's disease. If you took that part, like I kept looking at like at these things, I was like, okay, that first verse, he's just kind of describing maybe the outbreak and like well, the confusion about it, and, like what's going on, and and it kind of moves through that, and like by the end of it, I really like that third verse. Grandad fought in the Revolutionary War, father in the War of eighteen twelve, uncle fought in Vietnam, then fought a war by himself. I'm like, ooh, that's we're getting into the this kind of deep territory and then it's like oh legionnaire's disease and i was like well okay that, again that's kind of weird and I, I kept on thinking i was like all right is there a reason that bob never recorded this or never released that and i was like well if it's not is there a message to this song is there a narrative i don't think so is it an allegory i don't think so it's just kind of talking about something that's in the popular consciousness of the late 70s but i mean Obviously, like if you were in Philadelphia and you knew people who were afflicted by this and people who died from it, would you want a pop singer singing the song? Like, <laughs> would, would we want people singing a song like "Oh my sweet coronavirus"? Or, <laughs> or if the chorus was just like "swine flu, swine flu," you know, like just 
it's that's just kind of a weird thing. It might sort of be insensitive because this is a, a serious, deadly thing. And it's like, okay, if if he's using Legionnaire's disease as code, then okay. But I don't think he is. So it's just kind of like, it's like maybe maybe just change that chorus and release the song as something else, and it would be a hit. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, for a song that's only three verses, it does seem to kind of change its direction three different times. Cause yeah, that first verse is about the disease. Some say it was radiation. Some say there was acid on the microphone. Some say a combination that turned their hearts to stone. Okay. He's clearly talking about some sort of infection that's going on. That's the first verse. Oh, that Legionnaire's disease. But then the second verse, I wish I had a dollar for everyone that died that year. Like what the hell is that? Who is that singing? I mean, that's an incredibly cold-hearted thing to say that you you had money for people that so all of a sudden he's taking on this identity of somebody that we're not familiar with got him hot and got him hot by the collar plenty an old maid shed a tear which seems kind of dismissive of maybe the 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 wives of the legionnaires that died uh Mm -hmm. and now within my heart it sure put on so now this in the second verse this person has got it themselves now within my heart it sure put on a squeeze like, all right, so now we're kind of changing. And then, as you mentioned, the third verse, all of a sudden we're in completely different territory where the Legionnaire's disease stops being a, a bacterial infection and seems to be more about uh, the, the thread of, of war through your life uh, that, you know, your grandfather fought in the Revolutionary War. Your father died in the War of 1812, which is the, my father was in the War of 1812. How old am I now? My father was in the War of 1812. And then the uncle fought in Vietnam. And then, of course, the great that is a great line. Then he fought a war all by himself, which is, again, Bob kind of ahead of the curve there a little bit, even describing uh, these sorts of things. Uh, yeah, the PTSD. The PTSD yeah. stuff. I mean, that was, in, that was certainly in the public consciousness at the time. There was Coming Home, uh, the Jane Fonda, John Voight movie, and there were other right, things. Right. But nevertheless, it's still a little bit ahead of things. But it's, it's just... All of a sudden, Legionnaire's disease stops being about a, a literal disease and it becomes more about a metaphorical thing of the war, that there's been war in your family in these multiple generations. So it's a thoroughly strange song. And it's the kind of thing where you could probably picture Bob tried it out with the band. And, you know, maybe they were like, oh, yeah, all right. And then he went back to working on other stuff and just never got back to it because he certainly that it, it, it was performed the one time. And that was it. And, you know, it's sort of funny. You made the comment about being like a current event. I mean, that's kind of what old folk singers used to do is they would sing songs about current events. In fact, in, in, in the age before mass media, that's how people find out, found out about stuff was through songs about the, you know, this event happened. And then Bob did a lot of that in his early days as a folk singer. Uh, and so that's kind of what this is in that tradition of. And maybe he just was dissatisfied and then he just played it the one time, maybe just for fun almost, and then right. forgot all about it. But obviously Billy Cross didn't forget about it because he recorded it a couple of years later. It must have stuck with him. Yeah, I, I, and that's kind of where it comes like if, if this was just sort of in, in his consciousness in the zeitgeist and like if they were just kind of fooling around during like a, a rehearsal before the show or just kind of like rattling off some things. If like he just had these lyrics, if, if he improved some of this and kind of came up with it later, like it just kind of felt like like maybe this was sort of like a rough draft song. And he just decided, you know what? This one isn't worth doing a final draft. Like this isn't like it's. This is just yeah. It, it's not worth kind of bringing the whole, the whole thing to a head because we have no idea what his version sounds like. Right. Um, we don't know how it might differ from uh, the Billy Crossword. I mean, it's it sounds like a Dylan tune, so I, I can uh, imagine that it was probably fairly similar. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it, it might have just been one of those things where he got to it and he said, "Yeah, this doesn't need to make an album. We don't have to record this in the studio. Like, <laughs> this is just one of those things. This song isn't going anywhere, and it's kind of dead on arrival." Let's uh, um, let's let's work on our arrangement of Mr. Tambourine Man instead. Let's <laughs> exactly. But yeah, again, credit to the the, the Delta Cross band. Um, I I really I like. I mean, it's it's a catchy tune. Like I liked it. I, I've been listening to it a couple of times in preparation for this, and it's just up until that that line, that chorus, where it just kind of like reminded us that you're just shouting a name of like a disease. Like it, <laughs> it seems kind of bereft of context. I mean, it, like we're we're getting into it, so there is a little bit, but it's still like. It's like if you just took that part out, I think there might be like a, a hit in here because musically it is really good and it sounds like a Rolling Stone. It sounds like a, a catch one, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the, we did one other episode similar to this uh, way back in the early days of the show when I had uh, Chris Franklin from our network on to talk about the song "Wanted Man," which at the time uh, only existed as a Johnny Cash cover. That was the only version anybody had ever heard of that Johnny Cash sang the Bob Dylan song, and in fact. Uh, most Dylan scholars seem to suggest that there was no version of Wanted Man sung by Bob Dylan. And thanks to the bootleg series, uh, the most recent version uh, that just came out, which was the uh, the, the, the Nashville Skyline self-portrait, uh, or, or excuse me, John Wesley Harding, Nashville Skyline era, we got the Bob Dylan version of Wanted Man. So I am, you know, the way that they're excavating bootleg series, I'm expecting bootleg series, maybe volume 22 or something <laughs> to be, you know, the street legal years, the... The, the the sessions, all that stuff, all those songs that he recorded with Helena Springs and stuff like that. And so I'm ex- I, I fully expect at some point there will be the official released version of Legionnaire's Disease sung by Bob Dylan. And I look forward to hearing it. Uh, hopefully by then the coronavirus will be long, long forgotten. Uh, maybe, well, maybe not forgotten, but it will be long in our past. And it's something that we have uh, dealt with and moved on from. And part of the reason, Ryan, I wanted to have you on other than I just like having you on is that you had kind of a brush with that uh, recently, which sounded really pretty terrifying. Yeah. It's it sort of, it, it happened right before it really hit like the, the mass tensions. My, my wife, uh, Angela, who's a teacher was taking a group of students to Italy. They were in Southern Italy, they were in Rome, and then they were going to do excursions all over the place um, to look up basically as a sort of academic uh, school trip um, for their, their little winter break. And they got there just as Northern Italy kind of exploded mm. as like the European hotbed uh, of, of the coronavirus activity. Um, so it really, I mean, they were, they were concerns and, and as, almost as soon as they got there, there was talk about canceling the trip and coming back. And eventually they did cut the, the trip short. Basically they were there for like a third of the time that they expected to be there. Um, and there were a lot of concerns with like, how would she get back into the country? Would she be quarantined by the health department or DHS or something like that? And for a little while, it looked like she would have to be in sort of a, a kind of personal isolation, which suck for me and our young child and trying to explain to our son that he can't see her when she comes home or can't like get a hug from her. How do you, how do you um, explain to a toddler that, that that's a thing? exactly uh, um, eventually like none of them, because none of them had any outward signs. None of them were like fine. None of them were exposed to the general area where all of the other problems had been happening. They were okay. The, the damnedest thing is of course, and this is like, as she tells me, so they, they flew out of Rome and they, uh, they got a connection flight in uh, Dublin, Ireland. They went through customs immigration in like with the American customs in Ireland. But when they landed in Boston, 
they did not have to go through customs or anything else again. They just went right through the airport. Wow. And she had been like coming from Italy where this outbreak of this pandemic is like was like starting all over the place. They were coming from there. And when they got to Illinois, they didn't have anybody stopping them or any kind of issues or anything. Just like just walked right in. Um, any, yeah, it was just not, not a good, not a good feeling about our, uh, our level of preparedness. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, yeah, that was, that was, that was a little bit scary when it happened, but then of course she was fine. And then I, I, she got sick from, from Reese with another kind of viral infection. Oh, well, coronavirus. So oh. I was like, you would have been happier if you stayed there, but she would have been trapped in the country because if she had stayed there the entire length of the trip, they would have been like locked down and not allowed to leave. Oh so, man. Oh. It was a good thing that they canceled it when they did. Oh, well, I, obviously, we're all very glad that uh, Angie's OK and everything worked out. But when you first told us about it and you were like, oh, yeah, she can't come near me or Reese. <laughs> we're like, what? How does that even how would that even work? You know, what I mean, like, and, like, and, and that was just because we didn't communication was not being relayed. Information was not being relayed to us in any sort of in any sort of proper or effective manner, oh, um, which I still think is the case about a week and a half later. Well, you know, it's uh, who would have guessed when you vote a clown in as president, things go wrong when there's a disaster. I don't, I don't know anybody could have seen this coming. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't mean to make light of this. This is awful. This is we're all trying to stay as safe as we can. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, just boy, everybody wipe everything down. That's the best thing <laughs> you can do is just carry one of those little containers of like, uh, you know, sanitary wipes with you and just wipe everything down that you you can. And I will say if I, you but know, also, also don't be a jackass and buy like five tons worth of toilet paper. Other people need that, that too. <laughs> yes. That is also good advice. I mean, except I, we're fortunate we haven't gotten sick here. And luckily if we ever do, and I'm quarantined in my house, I'll just be recording a lot, I guess. So there's an <laughs> upside to that, but I really don't want to get sick. So yeah, we're very, very, all very happy that, that Angie is okay. And we hope everybody listening to this stays safe and stays healthy. Cause this is just, you know, I mean, we we've all dealt with a lot in the last couple of years, and now we have a pandemic on top of it. It's like, OK, all right. Just uh, enough already. Uh, and, you know, maybe Bob Dylan is working on a song called the coronavirus or something. I don't know. He might be doing that. We will. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll find out. So, uh, yeah, I guess it almost sounds more like a Jimmy Buffett thing. That's probably probably accurate. Yeah, uh, that's going to do it for this very short episode of Pod Dylan. Again, I knew there wasn't a whole lot to say about Legionnaire's disease, but I mean, it's not a song I ever thought we would cover. But uh, I didn't think we'd be living in the middle of a pandemic either. So there you go. Uh, of course, you could subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher and on Spotify. And, uh, of course, we're always talking Dylan over on Twitter, which is at pod underscore Dylan. And if you want to support the Fine Water Podcast Network, go to patreon.com slash fwpodcast, and you can unlock various rewards, one of which is to be name-checked on the show of your choice. So big thanks to Robert Ward and another pledger who will remain masked and anonymous for their support of Pod Dylan. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And again, stay safe, stay healthy, everybody, and we will see you later.